0: I never get anything I pray for. I pray for strength and all I get is trouble. I pray for wisdom, I get more trouble. Prosperity, man, my arms hurt, my head hurt, I ain't got nothing. You see, you ask for things and you don't even want them when God gives them to you. How many times do you pray for something to happen and then when someone shows up and try to help you make that thing to happen, you kick them in the butt, you slap them in the face, you shut them out of your house, and you keep praying for God to do a miracle. So if you've ever watched one of those movies with angels, you know, touched by an angel, preacher's wife, bishop's wife, anything really with someone's holy wife, you'll realize there's a recurring theme between our prayers and the way that we respond to them. We always pray for something to happen, but we don't really want the thing to happen. We just want us we just want a magic show. You know that scene in Lord of the Rings when Gandalf walks around the Shire and all the kids run up to him, he's like, Gandalf, Gandalf, do your fireworks. And he's like, Oh, the fireworks, that's what you want? I'm like, uh-huh, that's what you know me for. You think I'm just the fireworks wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, God is more than a wizard. Is more than a fireworks show. God can turn your whole life upside down. But that's not what you want. See, God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you need. But what you need isn't always what you want. Amen? You see, what you really need to understand is when God gives you something, when you pray for something, you better brace yourself because your world might be rocking. If you have a weak leg and you cannot walk the stairs anymore and you pray for God to help you and give you strength you know your strength might come in the form of a social security worker to help you and help you walk up the stairs and maybe shower you and all that kind of stuff that social workers do you see sometimes we pray for a magic as if God is gonna miraculously heal your stomach in the middle of the night or heal the pain in your back and you know sometimes he does other times it just might be by you know, you walk around, you walking alongside someone on the street and then he drops a business card for a massage therapist. You said you have a pen in your back, well here you go, now you got a business card for a massage therapist so you can give him a call so you can get that back of yours taken care of. But you don't want that. You want the magical miracle, as if the ordinary miracles are not good enough for you. And besides, what's an ordinary miracle? A miracle is a miracle. When you realize who God is, when you realize that everything that happens pretty much is a miracle, the fact that you exist right now is a miracle. There was nothing, and there was something, miracle, hallelujah. God said, let there be light and there was light. What other miracle do you need? Is life not good enough for you? Is this world not magical enough for you? But you see, you don't care about that because you've gotten so accustomed to God and so used to it. It's just an everyday deal for you right now. So you walk around with your phone, your iPhone, and your tablet, and your Android, FaceTiming everybody, talking on the phone, listening to podcasts, playing music in your radio, in your car. You're sitting in your home with your air conditioner, your heaters, watching movies. Yeah, Did, did you even take a second to think what a miraculous thing this is, that you have electricity, you have an electronic device in the palm of your hand, and you do not get electrocuted. You have a whole world in the screen, in your TV, in your phone. You know, there's a scene in The Preacher's Wife where he sees a computer. That movie is back from '96, uh, I believe, or '99. 90, I'm not sure. But he's looking at the computer, and he sees the screensaver with fish. And he's looking at it and like, there's fish in the screen. Like, what the? You see, that's how you know when you still look at the world with awe. But you've gotten so used to everything, it's like no nothing is good enough for you, so you always have to take more drugs, you always have to up the ante, because it doesn't thrill you anymore. God's miracles are not good enough for you, so you want more, you need more. That's why you do your weed and you do your alcohol and you do your psychedelics, because God's creation isn't good enough for you. The flowers don't smell good enough for you, so you have to go the extra mile, you have to use all special fabricated colognes and artificial ingredients and and GMOs and and pump everything up and get breast implants and and, uh, cosmetic surgery and, and plastic surgery and fake hair and fake eyelashes and fake everything because natural just isn't good enough for you anymore. Is it not a miracle that you are born with five fingers in each hand and just by the thoughts inside your hand you can move them? You just think about twisting a finger, and there it is. You think about standing upright, and there it is, it just happens. Is that not a miracle enough for you? That you want more? I mean, do you even understand what the purpose for a miracle is? The purpose for the miracle is not a miracle. I got news flash for you, God doesn't really care much about your physical body in this world. Yeah, it's you're going to die one day and your body is going to rot. From ashes you come, and from ashes to ashes you shall return, dust to dust. What God does care about is your soul. So yeah, you might get a miracle every now and then if God just wants to play with you a little bit and give you a little magic trick to, to affirm your faith. But don't count on God doing, giving you a magic trick every, every time something is wrong. Yes, He does care about you and He does want to help you, but He's not always going to help you with magic and miraculous things happening. Sometimes the miracle is the person living right next to you. Sometimes it's the person living with you inside your home. Your brother, sister, husband, wife, father, mother. That's a miracle. The fact that you have someone else taking care of you right now. Someone else to provide for you when you're down, when you're sick. If you have COVID, you can't go out. You have someone bringing you groceries. That's a miracle. Hallelujah. Somebody cares enough about you to get out of the way and get you groceries, get you food. You should fall on your knees and praise the Lord. Thank God that you have someone that actually cares about you. You see, the problem is you're so ungrateful, so selfish, so self-absorbed, you can't even take your eyes off of you and look at anyone beside you. You see, God is all around you. If you can't see him, it's because you do not want to see him. I have no problem seeing God, I see God in everything because God is in everything. I look outside, I see the rain, there is God. I see the flowers, there is God. I see my computer work, there is God. I see hot water in the shower, hallelujah. I got movies, entertainment, I got music. What else do you need? How many more proofs do you need? How much more evidence do you need to believe in the God of heaven and earth? You see, Rahab, the prostitute, had more faith than you. The Israelites came. And, and they were about to destroy her entire land. But you see in Joshua chapter 2, Rahab talking to the spies that she housed on her roof and she told them, Well, we know that the Lord your God is coming to destroy this entire country and it's going to be given to you. We know that your God is the God of heaven and the God of earth. So she had enough sense to be kind to them, show them kindness and assist them because she said, Well, When God gives you this country, please show me the same kindness that I showed you. And that is why 3,500 years later, we're still talking about Rahab the prostitute. But you know who we do not talk about? All those other people that didn't have faith. The people that their names aren't even mentioned because they do not matter. But this one prostitute from Jericho, her name is written in every Bible across the world in Hebrew and in English. Because of what? There was nothing impressive about her besides the fact that she had enough wisdom to acknowledge the God of the universe. So what's your problem? What miracle do you want? What are you looking for? What's holding you back from giving your life to Christ? Because again, the purpose of the miracle is not the miracle. It's to show you that God hears you. Hannah prayed for a baby, not for the baby. she prayed for the baby to know that God hears her and and in return for that God did give her a baby and guess what she gave it back to God. So ask yourself why are you even praying for a miracle? And when the miracle does come to you and you have someone that shows up on your door who does not look, the way you want him to look and does not sound the way you want him to sound. Maybe he's a black guy and you want him to be white. Maybe he's white and you want him to be black. Maybe it's a guy and you want a girl. It doesn't matter. You're praying for a wife? Well, maybe it's that, that lady at the grocery store. You, she always say hi to you and you ignore her because she's a little overweight. You see, you got to stop looking at the cover and see inside the book. you got to listen to your soul, listen to the heart and hear when God speaks to you. Cause God does not yell most of the time. God whispers, but trust me, if you don't listen, oh, He gonna yell, and you don't, you're not gonna like it when He does. So repent, and open your eyes.